about the the how Texas became Texas largely because of our fraternity, our craft, and uh, mm-hmm. and not only that, you know, largely how our country came to be for the same reason. Yeah. So, you know, you take the story of of the Freemasons' involvement in the, the creation of this country and lay it over the top of Texas. You almost got the same story. Welcome back to Perfect Ashler, a Masonic education podcast focused on improving Freemasonry one Mason at a time. Here is your host, Brother Chris Galloway. This week, we want to welcome Brother Chris Williams back to the Perfect Ashler podcast. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Brother Chris. Thanks a lot for having me. So you were one of our our first guests on the Perfect Ashler podcast after you wrote and we published the first John Deacon book for us. And now you got all four John Deacon books out and you have a new book called There's No Texas Without Freemasonry. I was wondering if you'd want to share with the listeners a little bit more about maybe the the four volumes of the John Deacon book, um, what that experience has been now that it's been out for, I think, over a year. It's been really good. Uh, I've been, uh, people calling, you know, lodges and, and individuals calling to to have me come and talk about John and, and talk about the books. And I think the coolest part about it is that uh, all the people that still believe that John Deacon is a real guy. You know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day and they, they said, uh, you know, what's, what's the, what's the craziest thing that ever happened? I said, it's, it's people thinking that John Deacon is real. And, and the person that was asking me just kind of, their mouth kind of hung open and, and he goes, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. But, uh, but that's, that's been the neat part of it. You know, John, John is a, John is a, is an, you know, he's you and he's me and he's, you know, he's my dad. He's all the, all the brothers that I've known, uh, all the good, you know, good men that I've known, you know, throughout my life and experiences that I've had with him. And I just feel real blessed to be able to tell the stories, you know, tell the stories in, in such a way that, that there, there's a little bit of humor in there and, and there's a good moral lesson, you know, at the end. And, and, uh, that's what most people see about it is that, they love the funny, and then they and then they really like the moral lesson at the end. Yeah, they're really exciting books, and something that I've noticed since I've uh, helped publish these books for you is now that when I'm in a restaurant that's in one of your books, I start thinking about John Deacon, <laughs> and sometimes those plates come out, and I'm like, oh, this is a John Deacon plate right here. <laughs> it's, I, I agree. You know, I'll, I'll be sitting there, even my wife, you know, we'll be sitting there eating in a restaurant that uh, I didn't write a story about. But she'll she'll look at me and she'll go, "This is a John Deacon story right here," you know. And, and yeah, that's that's kind of cool. It's yeah, cool. I guess the big question is, I'm sure you've had this question several times: is is there going to be a future John Deacon story? I know that you said probably not; he might be retired. But what are your thoughts? Well, uh, John did retire. I, I will tell you that uh, you're not the only one that keeps asking me that. Yeah, <laughs> I get I get asked that question probably at least once a week. 
and I'd really like to do it. Um, it's a time factor. It's a time thing. I, I think it's like anything else. You just have to make the decision and do it. And I, I've got dozens of stories that uh, that I've just kind of jotted down that where we were with other people and different restaurants and stuff. That perfect John Deacon articles and stuff. So I'm going to say yes. It's going to happen. Okay. Awesome. That's exciting for our readers, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about your your newest book, um, which is There is No Texas Without Freemasonry. I was at the San Antonio Officers Leadership Training, and I ran into a brother that was carrying your book and was reading your book. And I, it seems like that I your book seems to keep popping up in different places. I think that's right now your bestseller. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the book? The, the book is a, is a compilation of quite a few of my articles, articles that I've written about Freemasonry and, and about the craft over the last uh, 17 years, I guess. But the title article is, There is No Texas Without Freemasonry. You know, people, they hear that title and they go, what are you talking about? You know, I, I, never, I never read any place that, that there was anything, that Freemasonry had anything to do with anything with the creation of, of the state of Texas. And and they're right. I guess I've probably been invited to to give that paper all around Texas probably 30 times in the last few years. Every time I give it, you know, I get a little little bit more of an understanding of how, how that whole process happened and uh, how it came about. And it's just, I, I think that uh, without that frame of mind and, and also having the... Uh, frame of mind from a masonry standpoint, from our craft standpoint of what our principles and tenets are, I think it's 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 even harder to understand how Freemasonry could have had a could have had that kind of an influence and could have done that. But uh, it's really probably the best article I've ever written. It's one of those things that uh, you know you think things things happen the way they're supposed to happen and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, when when I got asked to to uh, speak before those three lodges, and and um, and the guy told me he wanted a, a program about Texas history and masonry, and you know it just kind of all fell into place. You know, it was uh, such a great uh, project to to research, and and I found out more things than I could have ever imagined about the the how Texas became Texas largely because of our fraternity, our craft, and uh, mm-hmm. and not only that you know, largely how our country came to be for the same reason. So, you know, you take the story of of the Freemasons' involvement in the the creation of this country and lay it over the top of Texas, you almost got the same story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All the same things happen. People are coming up all the time saying, wow, you know, I I didn't realize that. When you said there is no Texas without Freemasonry, I'm thinking I never saw it written in any history book when I was in high school or, or middle <laughs> school or anything. I never heard anything about Freemasonry or anything. But, you know, it, it's it's funny how one of the ways it happened is that people are, are basically fundamentally drawn to good. They're drawn mm-hmm. to the right, to right instead of wrong and good instead of bad. And I think, you know, the principles of this, you know, our fraternity, our craft, which are, as you know, you know, uh, faith, hope, and love, and, and uh, brotherly love, relief, and truth, and, and doing the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. When you have men living those principles, that other people see it, and other people 
just naturally want to emulate that. They want to they want to be a part of that. And I think I think that in a in a large way, coupled with the idea that that men who come into our fraternity are are, are just basically taught, I mean not directly, but they're taught leadership. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of leadership uh, qualities and and uh, and and everything happens when you're you're part of this fraternity. And and I think all those things combined together. I mentioned in the in the article that of the thirteen colonies uh, at the time of the United States that the 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 largest newspaper publishers, eleven of the largest newspaper pu- publishers were owned by Masons. Mm-hmm. Newspapers put their opinions out there and everything, and and I and I think that uh, all of that together in, influenced the direction of our country and of course Texas too. Sure. You know, I was just thinking, and and this is a question I have for you, and, and this is something we weren't prepared for, it just came to me. So I'm going to just go for it. You mentioned, you know, the significance of the Masons in the past and how they had their hand in just about everything and, and how they impacted so much. Why do you think we don't hear about that so much anymore? You mean the famous, famous people being Masons and all that yeah. stuff? You know what? I kind of a crazy theory about that. I don't know this, if I'm right or not. I really believe, you know, we talk about all the time about uh, the end of World War II when, when uh, all, all the men got out of the service, you know, after the war. We had this great influx of Masons into our fraternity. And, and we always say, you know, it's because they wanted the camaraderie. They wanted the fraternity. They wanted the closeness of being together with their buddies. I've since found out, and I think that's a part of it. But uh, but I'm I, I think uh, there was a certain time where being a Mason was just popular. It was just something that everybody wanted to do, you know, because it seemed like the thing, you know, it was the it was the cool thing to do, and it was the right thing to do, and nothing against that. But I found out in my publication. I don't, you probably got it too. The publication of the Scottish Rite Journal that mm-hmm. comes out. Yep. And there was an article in there on a book that was written by Carl Claudy. Mm-hmm. And the book was called The Lion's Paw. And you know what that relates to. Yeah. This book, I had never heard of this before, but this book, Carl Claudy wrote, it's a fiction book. It's a story about two men, two boys who grew up and uh, uh, their dad, their dads were Masons. And, and it's a whole story of, of how they came to be Masons and then they kind of fell out and had some bad problems and everything, and then they all came back. The Masonic Service Association printed 700,000 copies of that book and gave them to the Army and the Navy service centers, and they gave them away free to any service man that wanted one. Mm-hmm. And this book is an amazing read. Any, any man who would read this book, I believe, naturally won't be drawn to to what we do and, and you know what we are and i believe that had a lot to do with it mm-hmm. but i do believe that uh, there was a time it was popular it was fashionable and all that to be to be a mason and i think you know maybe we didn't gain a whole lot through that because you know you think about you know these famous famous people lawmakers and and uh movie stars, lots of movie stars and everything who were Masons, if they were into Masonry as big as 
you would think that there would be books out there written by them about mm -hmm. our craft. There would there would be papers written. There would be there would be things to remember from from these guys' participation and membership in our in our fraternity. And and there's just not a lot out there, you know. They're they're famous and and they they did their thing, but but they didn't you know promote the craft the way you would think. Yeah, and I I also think that there's. An, an unfortunate stigmatism out there in the in the world that you know if you're a freemason then that's necessarily not necessarily a good thing and i think that you know people who are who are famous try to avoid that in fact when i became a a master mason uh one of my mentors he encouraged me not to wear my ring as as a as an educator especially if i'm going to leadership because of the stigma that I might have but right. you know i i didn't follow that advice. <laughs> and, and what it led to was several relationships with female teachers who had dads that were, you know, Masons or brothers that were Masons. And um, when I went up to the Northeast Texas to be a superintendent, when I, when I, when I got my apron for the Texas Lodge Research, front page news in the newspaper, you know, that, that I did that. So it, I think it just depends on the area and where you're in. But I think if you just own it and, and, and just live it, then people will leave you alone, you know, absolutely. as long as you're a good person, you know, absolutely, absolutely. I can't agree with you more. It's, it's, you know, it, it, as it, as it turns out, think something negative about you sometimes and you react to that. And sometimes more people think there's something negative because you reacted to it, but you know, right. you and I both know there's, there's nothing negative about anything that we do. So what's next for you? Brother Williams, do you got any, any, anything in the future, uh, other than John Deacon, you got anything else coming up that <laughs> yeah, you might be I, interested in doing? I think, I think I need to probably see John Deacon on the road sometime and get back to, to meeting with him once a month and, and having lunch and seeing what kind of crazy stuff that he does. But, uh, the, most of everything that I'm doing right now is, uh, involved in our Scottish Rite, our Scottish Rite, uh, body down here. It's super, super, super busy and it's super rewarding. And, uh, we're having such a good time and everything. Uh, gotten so many speaking engagements, it's crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. people asking, you know, asking to come out and give this talk. In fact, the, there is no Texas without Freemasonry talk. I've got four four speaking engagements already. People have already asked me over the next three or four months. So uh, it's one that they all like. And yeah. uh, I'm going to be speaking at the uh, Texas Masonicon this mm -hmm. year yep. uh, up in Fort Worth. Just Busy, 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 busy. Yeah, sure good yep. to see you back out here, though. It's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been exciting for me as well, being on the education committee and helping with the Oster leadership training. And in fact, uh, I'm going to be selling our books now at the Oster leadership trainings as oh, well. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, that so I got fabulous. several copies and uh, be selling them there um, because I was able to get them a little cheaper. Uh, uh, there's a little bit of a discount than what's from Amazon, so oh. so brothers can be uh, look forward to that and uh of course you know just just trying to stay busy and 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 with the publishing stuff and podcasting and um getting things out there as much as i can so that is for cool sure. that is cool yeah. well congratulations on your on your daddy book that was pretty cool uh, that kind of blew me away when you told me that <laughs> Yeah, no, it's exciting. I, you know, I, here, and I'm going to have a whole another episode on, on that book, but just to, for the listeners that, you know, My Daddy is a Freemason is, is a new children's book that I put out and it's really caught fire. It, it took off and the, where that book came from was the fact that when I joined Masonry, I had two younger kids at the time. I had my daughter who's now 21 <laughs> and my son who's now 17. 
And I couldn't explain to them what Freemasonry was. I had no idea how to explain it. And they had questions and they had concerns, uh, you know, because they heard all the stories too. Oh, it's the Illuminati. Um, they've seen National Treasure, all these things. And so, you know, the, I, I couldn't explain it to them. So I really wanted a kid-friendly way to explain it. But really what I wanted was for an opportunity for um dads to share with their sons or daughters uh, what Freemasonry is about and hopefully interest them in Freemasonry in some way. Um, but once the book came out, there was all this, uh, um, all these requests for stuff for grandpas. So I put a book together for that that's now in production um, and, and should be out in about a month. Uh, I wrote a book about uh, Prince Hall. My 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 dad's a Prince Hall Freemason. Um, and then I'm planning a book about um, Masonic families as as for daughters. So um, that's going to go into the Blue Lodge, Rainbow Girls, Job's Daughters, and um, Eastern Star, just so that there's a pathway for the daughters. And I, and I have a younger daughter now too. So I guess that's what I, I have a daughter who's 11 months now about to be one. And, um, you know, I wanted something that I could help to have the conversation with her as well. So those are the type of books that we don't, we don't see in, in our right. fraternity very often. So that's, that's, that's good stuff. That's really yeah. good. So it's exciting. You're, you're absolutely right. We Masons do not know how to explain masonry. Yeah. We just don't know how to do it. Because right. it's, it, it it encompasses so many things, and it's mm -hmm. and it's different for every brother, and and yeah. so I, I've been down that road many times where I somebody's asked me what it is, and and I start explaining, it and I get halfway through, and I go, no, 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 let me let me change that a little bit because you know it's <laughs> it's this too, you know, and and pretty soon I'm so frustrated I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, and try to do it to explain it like uh, to a three year old. So in oh, my okay. mind. Right. I was trying to, I, first of all, I had to look up to make sure, okay, am I saying this right? You know, it's definition. And then how do I switch it to where a three to five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old would understand it? And right. um, that that's difficult, but yeah, it, it's amazing you know. uh, to be, yeah, to, to try to explain it to, to their level. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Real tough. It's real tough. So, but I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully good things will come from it. And, and well, I'm, I'm looking forward that... to it. I bought the book. I'm waiting for it to yeah. get here so I can look at it. Awesome. <laughs> I'll have to sign my, that one for you. My, absolutely. My son's 42. I'm going to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, what's funny is, uh, no, it's not funny, but I, a couple of people reached out to me and said that uh, their, their wives enjoyed it, you know, that it was an yeah. easy way for their wives to understand it. So, yeah, well, uh, that was good. Yeah, and that's the same thing with the John Deacon books. Yeah. Honestly, it is a lot of guys are calling me and telling me how much they like, like John Deacon and all this stuff, but it's the ladies that really, yeah. really enjoyed it. You know, they, they love the story itself. And, and one lady came up to me and says, you know, I have learned, I've been a Mason's wife for like 15 years and I learned more from John Deacon than my <laughs> husband ever told me. You yeah. know? So yeah. that, that to me feels good. That feels yeah. good. Yeah, I think uh, what we've done um, with Perfect Ashler and our authors is is we're starting to spread masonry to the non-masons. And I think that's important. That's yeah. how we're going to grow our craft and yeah. how we're going to keep it going for the foreseeable future is just making sure that a lot of positivity is out there and we can spread the word on on how important yeah. Freemasonry is. And it's and what you just said was was absolutely true because the books that 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 you published kind of kind of uh 
and I don't know if I'm going to say this right because John Deacon doesn't have the vocabulary that he should, but <laughs> but 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 the 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 books cover areas that are not normally covered by Masonic books, okay? Right. And uh, you know, I'm talking about Bill Boyd stuff and and all yeah. that stuff. You know, they're going into areas that traditional Masonic books haven't really gone into, and right. and that's kind of cool. That's kind of kind of sets it apart just a little bit that's a lot that's I think that's good yeah that's a good point I, I don't think I've really thought about it that way that there's not you know most Masonic books are very academic in nature and these are more heartfelt I think yeah and yeah exactly you know the, yeah. the, the these books are 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 more personal you know yeah. uh, more more uh you know humanized than, yeah. than than regular regular Masonic books you know you you see Masonic books it's what is Freemasonry? You know the esoteric. You know this is what this means and all that stuff. But 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 the ones that the ones that that are you know in your in your company are are uh, you know cover areas that that make people think a little bit about other stuff. You know, yeah. and it's really it's really good, really good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, brother, uh, do you have anything else to share with our listeners before we we let them off the hook? I don't think so. I think we've tortured them enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate your time and and uh, thank you. And we look forward to anything in the future that you may be bringing out. I know you're busy in the in the fraternity right now, but you know we definitely would love to hear from you in the future for sure. Well, for sure. And thank you, brother Chris, for having me on. And and uh, sure enjoyed it. And I'm really glad to see you back down here in San Antonio. And uh, look forward to seeing you in person. Oh, absolutely. It won't be long. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Perfect Ashler, a Masonic education podcast focused on improving Freemasonry one Mason at a time. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming platform. Visit our website, perfectashlerpublishing.com to check out our Masonic books and seek more light in Freemasonry.